1: Hey, kids, I can't, I can't do that today. Look, folks, it's not Thursday, it's Tuesday. And yet I'm going to put up a just another fanboy classic episode, because if I'm 100% honest with all y'all, I didn't have a regular episode ready in time. So rather than give you nothing at all, you're going to get two episodes, two of the JAF classic episodes this week. today. We're going to have episode number 26, and this was originally released on Wednesday, February the 21st, 2007, and looking back at it, dang, this one took me a long time to record. I mean, with all the silly voices I did back then, it really, honestly, was not uncommon for me to finish up an episode at like 1 a.m., but this episode here that you're about to listen to, episode 26, was a bit... More involved. See, if you remember this past Thursday when I put out JAF Classics episode number 25, it was, uh, it ended on a cliffhanger where I was, uh, quote unquote, shot in the clavicle by Norman, Oklahoma. And so, because of this, I am not available or I was not available back then to record episode 26 because I was, again, quote unquote, Recovering in the hospital. And that meant that for episode number 26, Norman and Gary had to host the episode. Now, there's a bit in there with me. I still managed to do some comic book reviews from my hospital bed, but most of it is all Norman and Gary, which, good Lord, must have taken me a long time to record. I don't recall how long exactly. My memory doesn't really stretch back that far when it comes to specifics. But I'm sure I was up way past 1 a.m. the night before. And you know what? Listening back to it, the time I spent on this one 15 years ago, totally worth it. Totally, totally worth it. So here you go, folks. Enjoy.
0: Previously on Just Another Fanboy.
1: Norman will be coming in later to do uh, The View from Norman, Oklahoma. I believe he's going to talk about deer. I don't know what yeah. that's all about. He's been carrying a gun around all week. Let's end the segment with a little view from, well, the segment, pod, the episode. Yeah. With the little view from Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, I have so, to have
2: a talk with him before <clears throat> I get back
1: about let me, uh, carrying around a gun. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: <laughs> Norman, Oklahoma. Hey, me. Be wary. The deer are out there. All right, I'm back. How'd it go without me? Ah! <laughs> what the heck? Oh man, I think I just shot Steven in the face. What'd you go and do that for? I-I-I just talked to the-just talked to the ambulance driver. It doesn't look fatal. Aw oh, good. Uh, looks like I-I shot him in the clavicle. The clavicle? So, he-he's probably gonna be out for a week. A week? What about next week's episode? Oh no. Just like Welcome to episode number 26 of Just Another Fanboy. This episode was recorded on Tuesday, February the 20th, 2007. And howdy y'all, this is Gary Indiana filling in for Stephen. Uh, because if if you tuned in last week, you'll know that, well, Norman, Oklahoma Ugh. shot Stephen in the clavicle. Why, why do you have to keep saying that? Well, because you did shoot him well, with th- a gun wh- in his clavicle, did you not? Well, I Did just- you not shoot Stephen in the clavicle with a gun? Kinda. Kinda? What's that supposed to mean, kinda? I mean, you brought a loaded gun into Uh, Stephen's house, yes? Yes! Yes. And then you took that gun, and you pointed it at Stephen, yes? Yes! And then you shot him in the clavicle. Well- Correct! Am I correct? Yes, you're correct, but dang it, Gary, you're making a mountain out of a molehill here. I mean, you gotta look at it from my perspective. Your perspective? What kind of perspective would you have? You shot the man- He is currently laying in a bed in the hospital because you shot him. He could be home playing with his kids all week, but instead he has been laid up in the hospital because you, Norman, Oklahoma, took a gun and you shot the man. I mean, how how do you feel about that? How how does that make you feel, honestly? Well, uh, honestly, it... Makes me feel kind of bad. Well, it should make you feel bad, Norman, because you almost took a man's life well, yeah, over a a, a stupid paranoia It's not about stu- deer. What? Does, let, what? let that sink in there just for a little bit, okay, Norman? Okay. Dear. Yeah. You deer. You thought the man was a deer. Well, they're out there and... <laughs> what? You're in the man's house, okay? Yeah. What? And you think that he is a deer well, he, sneaking up on you? Is, he snuck does, up. Does, does that sound... Same to you norman well i i guess if 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 you look at it from, from from that side i i guess it doesn't sound too you know normal but you know i, I apologize to the man I, I sent him flowers i'm i'm the one who, who 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 rode with him in the ambulance to you know to the hospital so just get off my back already all right yeah. Just get on with this stupid show yeah, very very sympathetic norman all right well let's let's get on with it um we we have a lot of stuff in store for you tonight. Just it's going to be the same normal format of the just another fanboy podcast, except for you know, of course, without Stephen, who you know created this whole thing, who 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 worked hard and and, and created this 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 wonderful podcast. So actually, you know, we do have a little surprise for you because joining us on the telephone for a few moments uh, uh, from his hospital bed. Is is Stephen himself? So we've got him on the phone, and and let's 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 talk to him. St- Stephen, are are you there, Stephen?
1: Hey, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you doing this.
2: Well, it ain't no trouble, man. I'm just glad that you're feeling better. You you you're, you're well, feeling better, right?
1: I, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good, you know, considering that Norman shot me and all. Oh, whatever. You know, and whatever. <laughs> is he still pissing and moaning about that?
2: Yes, he is. He just. He doesn't understand what he did was wrong, but well, hey, man, that's okay. I'm just glad you're feeling good, and uh, I, I understand that uh, that you got a couple things to talk about here.
1: Oh well, yes, I do. Uh, first of all, I just want to announce uh, I was I was able to get online just a little bit here in the hospital. They do have the the interweb hooked up in the in the hospital here, and I want to announce that we have now joined the ranks of the Comics Podcasting Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com That's C-O-M-I-C-S P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com. This is a great place if you're if you're into the comic book podcast. This is a great place to go and just you, you're going to get a lot of them. It's set up kind of like a blog when uh, anybody who's a member of the network they get a new episode up. They post it right there so if you check every day you'll probably find a new podcast waiting for you to listen to. I mean We've joined such a... Well, let me just go down the list here. We've got Around Comics, Bullpen Bulletins, uh, Collected Comics Library, Comic Book Noise, Comic Book Savant, Comic Geek Speak, Comic Makers, Comic News Insider, Comic Talk Cafe, Comic Timing, Comicology, uh, Digital Strips Podcast, Geek Syndicate, Golden Age of Comics, I Read Comics, Indie Spinner Rack, Comics Cast, Guitaro's Sideshow, Meanwhile... Quiet Panelologists at Work, Raging Bullets, Variant Edition, Wednesday's Hall, and Fanboy Radio. So, we, of course, don't have any episodes up there quite yet, but we'll soon be uh, posting some episodes up there. So, take, you know, stop by. Listen to some other shows if you haven't, haven't heard of any of these guys. Stop by and check them out.
2: Well, that's certainly good news. It's good to hear that that we're members now. Uh, so, everybody, I guess, listen to Stephen and check them out. Um now, you got some comics. Is that is, is that correct, Stephen?
1: Yes, uh, I got some comics. Um, this is the first month I'm getting my books through DCBS twice a month now. So I got my first shipment for February uh, just the other day, and my wife was kind enough to bring them into the hospital for me to read. And I read through a couple of them, and I, I know it's not normally the part in the show, I guess. I don't know where you guys are sticking this, but... um. It's probably not normally the part in the show where we do uh, my comic book picks of the week, but I'd kind of like to go ahead and do that now. So if you guys want to get the music shoot sure. up, uh, I'll kick it off okay. with my comic book picks of the week. Okay, first up to bat from Marvel Comics, we have New Universal number 3 written by Warren Ellis with art by Salvador Laroca. Jason Keith is the colorist, letters are by VCs Russ Wooten. The assistant editor is Daniel Ketchum and the editor is Axel Alonzo. This as I said is issue number 3 and this ain't your daddy's new universe. Basically, the the wide event happens in certain figures within this alternate Earth are granted eh, superpowers to a certain extent. Um, it was actually a pretty decent issue. It was a pretty good read. Um, I am a little put off by Salvador LaRocca's use of photo reference for the, the characters. We've got a lot of uh, movie stars and TV stars in here playing the part of a lot of these major characters. We've got um, James Cromwell in here. And he's the guy from Babe, you know, the farmer that said, that'll do, pig, that'll do. He's in here. We've got Angelina Jolie. Um she's she's the, the the Spitfire and the troubleshooters girl. We've got we got Johnny Depp in here. Uh heck, we've even got Nicole Kidman shows up at one point. And of course Bruce Willis is playing Justice. Now, not a lot happens in here. We've got Justice uh meets up with um these the the guys that that originally shot him. He was a cop and he got shot and he catches up with the with the bad fellows that shot him and slaughters them with these weird energy blades and slaughters them to death uh Johnny Depp and Nicole Kidman apparently I I don't know the character names but they are they're in some type of relationship and they've been excavating this this uh archaeological site and they found evidence of a uh maybe alien beings um with the star brand um and then of course James Cromwell and Angelina Jolie with the the whole Spitfire thing. They're they're ramping up because they realize with this fight event they've got some superheroes uh, messing around in all the places that they uh, shouldn't be uh, messing around in. So I I'm enjoying the book. It's a pretty good read. Uh, I'm probably going to stick around till the end of the series uh, because I I was a big New Universe fan back in the day. I'm a little disappointed so far that we haven't seen an appearance by Cyforce or DP7. I don't know if any of those guys will show up, but as far as my the favorite titles that I read of the New Universe, it was Spitfire and the Troubleshooters, Star Brand, D P seven and CyForce. So hopefully the other two will show up at some point. But you know, if they don't, they don't. There's nothing I can do about it. But uh, uh check it out. It's a pretty good read. I, I, I recommend it to anybody who heck, even if you weren't fans of the new universe back in the day, you can you can you can still read it fresh because it doesn't have a lot to do with the titles back then. Uh, second up on my list, also from Marvel Comics, is The New Avengers number 27. Uh, this is written by Brian Michael Bendis. Artist is Lenel Yu. Uh, the color arts by Dave Craig. Letters, uh, letters are done by R.S. and Comic Craft's Albert Deschenzi. I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. The assistant editors are Molly Laser and Aubrey Sitterson. And the editor is Tom Brevoort. Uh, basically this is a uh, uh an uh, an issue dedicated solely to Echo. Echo if if any of you were reading the new Avengers run before Civil War, um Echo was posing as a character named Ronan and she was she was brought to Japan to help um the the new Avengers with uh, some problem they were having with the ninjas with the hand and whatnot. So uh Last she talked to uh, Captain America and the guys was uh, they they wanted her to stay there and uh, basically get to the bottom of the whole thing and that's what she's been trying to do during the whole Civil War thing. Uh, at one point, um, Electra and her Hand assassins take her down. She's still dressed up as a man as Ronan. They they figure out who she is. They 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 capture her and they kill her and they bring her back to life, which is what the Hand does and they're they're trying to brainwash her into becoming one of their soldiers because basically her power she has like this muscle memory power thing where she can uh, all she's got to do is see someone fight and she can perfectly mimic their fighting style kind of like the taskmaster so she sends an email to Matt Murdock the Daredevil before she goes on this one last mission stating that if he's if he's reading this then she's probably either dead or captured and she needs him to come and help. So he doesn't come himself, but who should come but the New Avengers? This obviously is set post Civil War because we've got the New Avengers here that have um, Spider Woman, Luke Cage, um, Sp- the new or, well, not the new, but Spider Man in his black costume, um, some other person dressed up as Ronan. We don't know who that is. That's the new big mystery. But uh, Bendis has promised that he's not going to drag it out for very long. Uh, and Doctor Strange is in there, and Iron Fist is in there. This actually was was a really was a really fun read. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Use art is pretty darn phenomenal. So this this actually can be a good jumping on point for the New Avengers. If you haven't been reading it thus far, and you've missed out on all the Civil War tie-ins, hey, jump back in because it's you know if if you've done like I did, where I got the New Avengers and stopped reading it when Civil War started, and now I'm jumping back on at the end of Civil War, you know, it pretty much starts right back in where the last issue ended uh, before Civil War started. So you're not obviously not missing a lot. So the new Avengers, check it out. Good stuff. And that'll move me on to the last issue that I want to talk about. And it's actually another Marvel comic. It's It's all Marvel this week because that's pretty much all I've read other than 52 and I've been kind of staying away from the 52 reviews. But my favorite book thus far of the year, the most anticipated book for me so far of the year. I don't think I've been looking forward to a book so much uh, since, well, Madman, looking forward to the Madman. But second in line is The Dark Tower Gunslinger Born. This is a book that was created by Stephen King from his Dark Tower books. Um, plotting and consultation is done by Robin Firth. She's kind of a uh, Dark Tower expert. You find out in the in the kind of the foreword in here. Actually, it's the, the end of the book. She talks about. Uh, is she in this or is that? No, I'm thinking of Wizard Magazine. She was Stephen King's assistant and she helped quite a bit with The Dark Tower. When he had a big, long, if anybody knows, if anybody's read The Dark Tower, at some point he finished a few books, and then he was—he didn't write any for years and years. And then when he wanted to get back in the game, he had her come in and help him basically get everything together, get, get all the information together, and she's become pretty much a Dark Tower expert. So it's a good thing we have her on this comic. Uh, the scripting has been done by Peter David, and the beautiful, wonderful, gorgeous art is done by Jay Lee with... Uh, Gorgeous Colors by Richard Eisenove. Uh, Lettering has been done by Chris Eliopoulos. This was a freaking good book. Even if you're not a fan of The Dark Tower, pick this book up if you have not already done it. I mean, being someone that has read The Dark Tower, cover to cover, all seven books... This felt like it was written by Stephen King. Peter David does a great job with the scripting. All narration boxes uh, are done by some character that he's created, who speaks the same way that all the other characters in the in the Dark Tower universe speak. It's, it's, it's a great friggin' book. I mean, we've got Roland, the gunslinger. This is a tale of his youth, how he became a gunslinger by challenging... His his teacher, you basically, as, a, as, as an apprentice or as a, a student, you go through this very rigorous training program. And when you feel you're ready to become a gunslinger, basically you challenge the teacher. In this case, the teacher is court. And if you can make him yield, then dang it, you're a gunslinger. And if he kicks your ass, well, then you are exiled never to return and see any of your family and friends again. Roland, of course, succeeds by using a a hawk named David as his weapon of choice which really kind of throws court off and kind of kind of kicks old courts butt and so this ends with him becoming a gunslinger and dang it it's just a great book it's beautifully illustrated i mean this is the best work i have seen jay lee ever done and colors by richard Eisenhove just really bring this book to life if you are not picking this book up, there is something, something wrong with you, frankly. Pick it up because it's, it. Until Madman comes out, Madman's really gonna have to do well to to beat out Dark Tower as my top book of the year, and and we're only into February, people. So, so those are my picks. Uh, Norman, Gary, thanks for for taking the time to to have me on the phone here from the hospital. Uh I'm looks like the, the, the nurse wants to come in and and, and change my IV, so I V so I'll get going. But I will be back next week. Good to hear. For the normal wackiness that tends to happen here at just another fan. So uh, I leave you all in the capable hands of Norman and Gary. Thank God you. I hope they're capable. We are capable. So I'll see y'all next week. Don't worry. Norman, Gary. Thanks, man. Have a good time.
2: Thanks, buddy. Uh, it's it's good that That we could have Steven come on like this, I was I was really happy to. uh, Yeah,
1: it's nice to hear.
2: To be able to to talk to Steve again, I've talked to him a couple times. I haven't, but uh, it's nice to be able to include him in the show this week, even though he's laid up in the hospital. Thank you to Norman. Whatever. Uh, So I guess Norman, I guess we should move on to some sure some listeners' feedback then. Okay. Okay. All right then. Well, let's do it then. Kick that music. Okay, first off the bat here, we have one email that we received by Chris Parton from ComicAddiction.com, and he just simply says, in regards to episode number 25, oh my god, they killed Steven. What? <laughs> he, dang it, did, he's not dead, people. I mean, you should know that now, because you just heard him from the hospital, but he is not dead. He is alive and kicking, and he will be back next week, so let's let's just drop it, okay? All right, well, I'm going to move on. I'm going to do the next one. This is from Comic Timing's Ian Levenstein. He does that Comic Timing podcast. And this is from the uh Just Another Fanboy forum over at the uh Geek Speak f- boards at cgspodcast.com slash forum. And in regards to episode number 25, he says, listening to it now and great stuff so far. Nice interaction between you and your wife brings a great back and forth to the show. And just to let you know, I'm 23 years old from good old Brooklyn, New York, and it's speakgeekspeak.com slash comic timing. Well, that that Ian Levenstein sure is a nice guy. He know, sure is. And, and maybe one day we can get that, uh, you know, high speed internet and the... Yeah. The the Skype thing that everybody's always uh-huh, talking about. Yeah. Maybe one day he can be on our show. That'd be Or maybe neat. we can be on his. That'd be fun. Wouldn't it no nah, be? That'd be fun. Yeah, that I, Okay, that'd be well, I'll read the next one. This okay. also comes from the message boards. It is also in regards to episode number 25, and it's from Defixer 3000 and he says, I liked her commentary, that's in, in regards to uh, Stephen's wife, I liked her commentary about how it sometimes feels like she's competing with another love. Comic books aren't bad. They're just drawn that way. My wife could tell you about the amusing time when it was comics or food, and I was about to go into gladiator competition to have it my way. Yes, we got food like I really was going to win. My LCS spotted me on that week's books after I upped a pint of blood in my left arm for collateral. My wife said it made me look like a spy, that scene action. Anywho, she is a great addition to the show, even if she does not understand that superheroes are real, if you look at them from an existential point of metaphysical view. The other side has to have their view represented, too, don't they? I'm just saying. I guess so. I guess you're just saying I'm just saying. Anyway, I'll do the next one here. This is from a uh, also from the message board. It's from Comic Addict, who I believe is Chris Parton. Says uh, Stephen, episode 25 is probably my favorite episode to date. My wife's hating it because I've done nothing but talk about it since Friday when I got a chance to listen to it. I think I listened to it twice now, and I keep talking to her about it. FYI, her name is Karen. And now I'm on the warpath to get hurt to read at least one comic book. Keep up the awesome work. Well, those were some nice words there. So that's that's all we have with the listener's feedback. And uh, I guess we'll just move along with the show for uh, news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. This week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort is brought to you by the iFiends. First ever fully functional caffeine IV drip for the office environment.
1: Hello, folks. Deliberate Jones here for the caffeine IV drip. I used to fall asleep at my desk a lot at work. I never seemed to be able to get anything done. But well, thanks to the iFeen, I'm working faster than the flash on crack. I may not get anything done correctly, but dang it if I don't get it done. Just the other day, the boss wanted me to file some papers for the corporate office, and all I had to do was walk down a flight of steps to the filing room. But then all these colors started flashing in my line of sight, and Gil Gerard drove in wearing pink stretcher pants, and... I don't know what I'm saying anymore.
2: The I Fiend. Because doing your job like a crazed monkey is better than not doing your job at all. Now, we don't have a lot of news for you this week, but... We'll just tell you what we got. First of all, Marvel Civil War tie-in solicitations declassified on Newsarama. Now, if you've looked at the solicitations for the months following when Civil War has ended, all of the tie-in type books such as Captain America and the New Avengers and whatnot have all shown classified amongst the solicitation text. But if you run over to Newsarama, they will spoil it for you. I I didn't read it myself because I I don't like to be spoiled, but if you want to go over there and get yourself spoiled, well, head on over to newsarama.com to get that spoiled. So, Norman, I I guess you can do the next one. All right, well, uh, also on Newsarama, they've got the the solicitations for the new DC Countdown. Uh, This is episode, or issues, excuse me, 51 through 48. And for those not in the know, issue number 51 of... DC countdown starts the very week after, 52 and then the week after that will be 50 and it, it basically it, it's countdown so so what we got here the, the breakdowns for these issues will be by Keith Giffen uh, 51 is written by Paul Dini with art by Jesus Saez number 50 is written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray with art by Jim Calafior number 49 is written by Tony Bedard art by Carlos Magno, and number 48 is written by Adam Beachin with art by David Lopez. Covers by Andy Kubert and Tim Townsend. The event of the year is here. This brand new year-long weekly series features a cast of hundreds where anything goes. With head writer Paul Dini and a rotating team of some of the industry's best writers and artists, Countdown will serve as the backbone of the DCU in 2007. When a character dies in countdown 51, it sets off an unexpected ripple that will touch virtually every character in the DC universe. The countdown is on, so begins the end. Yeah, whatever. I mean, each one of these issues are $2.99. Now 52 was only $2.50, so you know what? That's I a think shame. I'm skipping this one. What about what about you, Garrett? Uh, yeah. Alright, well let's skip it. I'm skipping it too. Let's get on with what's coming out on DVD. Okay, well, out on DVD this week, we've got Family Ties, Season 1. That is a four-disc set, uh, Flushed Away, and The Three Stooges, Hapless Halfwits. So, that was this week's news and information you could have easily gotten for yourself with just a little effort. And, well, speaking of movies, I guess we should move on to my main segment of the show, At The Movies. With
1: Gary Indiana. Well,
2: Well, hello, folks. As you know, it's Gary Indiana, and this is at the movies with Gary Indiana. Now, instead of doing one of my regular reviews this week, I thought I would just go ahead and run down my, some of my top favorite comic book movies of all time. Uh, first up to bat, we've got Hellboy. This stars Ron Perlman as Hellboy himself. And this is a, this is a great flick. This is a very good adaptation of Mike Mignola's book from Dark Horse. And if you like the occult, if you like a little a little of the monsters and the the, the creepy slimy things. Then Hellboy is the movie for you. This is about a demon that is brought over into our world back during uh, I believe it is World War Two, and he is brought over by some Nazis. And but he is found by the American Army and a Professor Broom who works for the. Uh, research in the, the defense of the paranormal. I can't remember the name of their, their group, but, uh, anyway, he, uh, is raised by them and goes to work for this group fighting monsters and the paranormal across the world. And Hellboy is basically looked upon as like a Sasquatch where, uh, everybody, you know, there's theories that someone like a Hellboy does exist, but the, uh, the government hides the fact that, that Hellboy is around. And, this this was a very good movie it it really kind of told the the point of view that it doesn't matter what kind of person you are born as in this case a demon from hell it 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 all depends on how you are raised because hellboy is a demon from hell but being raised by these fine people he grows up to be a fine man or or demon as it were and he even falls in love and a woman falls in love with him it was very nice uh Next up what I'd like to talk about is well Batman Begins. Batman Begins it stars uh Christian Bale as Batman and this movie made me forget that some guy named Tim Burton never made any Batman movies. As far as I'm concerned this is the Batman movie. This this is kind of like a a year one Batman where we see Uh, Bruce Wayne go into training to become the Batman and how he comes up with the concept of dressing up as a bat to scare criminals in Gotham City and he is trained by Ra's Al Ghul and his group of, of ninjas and they end up coming to Gotham to destroy the city and Batman has to take them out and he's got a really cool car. So Batman begins uh one of my top favorite comic book movies. Uh and then last on the list would be uh well, it's kind of hard to pick between Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2, but Spider-Man 2 is up there. Well, first we'll just go with Spider-Man 1 first. The first Spider-Man movie because dang it, when I went and saw this movie, I felt like I was reading the comic book. I mean, this movie was amazing. This had Spider-Man swinging through the city and and, and fighting the Green Goblin, and it, and it was really good. But Spider-Man 2 is where they really kicked it up a notch where he does battle with Dr. Octopus. Now, it may have its naysayers, but but dang it if it just wasn't a great flick because the the special effects were good and the, the the story was really good and the the only fault I could give for either two Spider-Man movies is that Spider-Man just isn't in it as much as he could be. But in Spider-Man 2, Peter Parker has a, a, a kind of a relapse he 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 decides he doesn't want to be spider-man anymore he's starting to have doubts and because of this he starts to lose his powers and he realizes he 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 comes to the conclusion that, that dang he don't need to be spider-man he he doesn't have to shoulder this responsibility and so he he gives up he says spider-man no more and he throws his costume away but when the the doctor octopus who works uh he he the 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 harry osborne who's whose daddy was Green Goblin and Harry thinks that Spider-Man has killed Green Goblin. Uh, he has something that Dr. Octopus wants. So he, he makes a bargain with him. If, 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 if you want this, this, this piece of whatever, this doohickey, whatchamacallit, then, then you gotta bring me Spider-Man. So, so Doc Ock goes out to find Spider-Man, but what he finds is Mary Jane Watson, who is, uh, Peter Parker's love interest. And when he kidnaps her, Peter all of a sudden realizes that what he needs to be is Spider-Man and his powers come back and he, he commences throwing a whooping down on, on Dr. Octopus. So, probably my, my favorite comic book movie of all time would be Spider-Man 2. That, hey, that is until Spider-Man 3 comes out because that movie is gonna be so sweet. So that was at the movies with Gary Indiana and I guess we need to, to wrap the show up and we'll move along to uh, The View from Norman, Oklahoma. So let let me try to do this like Stephen always does it. Uh, the View from Norman, Oklahoma. A weekly segment in which our resident bitter old fanboy pisses and moans regarding the state of the comic book industry and just about anything that generally pisses him off. Ladies and gentlemen, Norman, Oklahoma. And you know what really pisses me off? DC Countdown. That's what pisses me off. Let me tell you why. For the past, well, almost a year now, I have been buying every book of 52. And it has very much dented my wallet. And I have been looking forward to the end of this so I could drop four books a month. But no, they got to come up with this DC countdown. Now now I know I've been reading a lot of people on the internet and have been talking about they're gonna pick this book up, but here's here's my feelings behind it. I think this book is doomed to failure, and let me tell you why. Well, fifty-two had a gimmick. Okay? This was the first weekly comic book series in a great long while and it was tied to infinite crisis so it was it was tied to a big event and its its selling point was that it was only going to be a year long. So everybody knew getting into this, yeah, great, I'm going to have to pick up four more books a month. But hey, I only got to do it for a year. and Once it's over, it's over, and I'll be satisfied. But now they're trying to do it again with DC Countdown. Well, it's going to be doomed to failure as far as I'm concerned because, well, it worked the first time, but that don't mean it's going to work the second time. People, come on, Dan, diddy-dibble, libino. Think about it. Get your head out of your rear end for a second. I mean, it's bad enough you're killing off all my favorite characters over there in DC and driving off my friend Craig. You know, he, he ain't, he ain't buying no DC books anymore cause of that. Cause you killed off the question and you killed off Ted Cord and, and, and you may be bringing him back later, but, but dang it, knock it off. And, and, well, that's all I gotta say about DC Countdown. It just, it just, it's, it's, it, it's got my back hair sticking up something fierce when I think about it because Ah, hell, I'll probably pick it up anyway. That's, I think that's what really pisses me off is that they're, they're gonna get me to buy it and I don't wanna buy it. Dang it! I ain't got no control over it, but I don't know. You know what else pisses me off? I'll tell you. Steven pisses me off. I mean- What? 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 <laughs> is he some kind of wussy boy? He can't oh, take a bullet Norman. and be a man about it and come back oh, the very next look, day laughing look. and smiling? I mean, come on! I've taken six bullets to the chest oh, before look, and I'm still here talking. Lie, I laughed it off like it was nothing, like what? it was a squirrel bite. Whatever. I took no, it. Darnamir, here. I'm so, putting you in what? a headlock, Norman. Come here. You're getting Shut out of up. here. You're out of here. Get out of here. Move Move along, buddy. Move along. Good golly gosh almighty. Norman ain't got no sympathy for nobody. So... Uh, I guess we should end the show. Normally, this is where we'd have us some bloopers, but, well, frankly, the whole show was just one big blooper, weren't it? Weren't it, though? So, I guess we'll close it up. I can tell you how you can spread a little bit of the Just Another Fanboy love. Well, you can write us an email at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com and, well, tell you how you, just just tell us how you like the show. You know, good or bad, it don't matter. We, we're, we're probably going to read it anyway. You can also leave us a, a voicemail at one 309 8367 extension 212. And you can do like all those crazy fans out there saying lately, and that is, I like eggs. Cause you know, frankly, who doesn't like eggs? It's, it's, you know, it's, it's nature's love drop of love, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you, you can also go, we, we have a, a, a page up at comicspace.com. You can find that at www.comicspace.com slash just underscore, another, underscore, fanboy. Come on over there, and we'll be one of our friends' because cause we like friends and 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 that's a way for you to find out when new episodes are up and and you know if you don't want to go to the to to the to the comic space that's that's fine you know but if if you want to be notified of new episodes well, we'll write in to just at gmail and put in the subject line just another fan of the show, and we'll add you to our mailing list and when a new episode comes up well'll dang it we'll just email you and tell you all about it. Now, the theme song for this show is Comic Book tell by him. the Super Tell them about the oh, Comic oh, well, Podcast okay. Network. All right, I'll, I'll tell them. Norman. Tell them. Uh, yeah, we are a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Find that at uh, comicspodcasts.com. Okay? Okay. okay. All right, whatever. Okay, the theme song for the show is Comic Book by the Super Spies. Find it and in information about the band at garageband.com. The rest of the music from this week's episode comes from the Pod Show Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. And for Stephen, until next week, I'm Gary, and I'm just another fanboy. I tell you, I ain't doing this again. Doin I mean, what? the nerve of Stephen taking oh. a, a week off. and You a shot him. Hospital room. And but you shot us him. Here. Well, what? You're the one who shot him. Oh,
0: shut up, Gary. You're... What are you? Kisses. What, just Jessica, 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 Jessica.
1: Bye-bye,
2: Daddy. Good job. Uh, get well soon, Stephen. I'll miss you, buddy.